Welcome back to 110 Lessons for Life from the teachings of the commander of the faithful, Imam Ali. May God's peace and blessings be upon him. Today we want to continue in our review of these beautiful traditions and sayings that can lead us to a better life of this world and more importantly for the world to come, the world of the next life. In our discussion today, we want to look at the topic of, again, asceticism, of um, our understanding of the spiritual world and our connection to this world that we live in today. Before we go to the hadith, you know, when we look at the world around us, we see that um, there are many aspects that we know a lot about, but there are also many things that we don't know about. Not only in terms of the material world, you know, about the oceans and what's beneath them, um, you know, the sky and the solar system and the planets and what lies out there in that frontier. But even when we look at our own soul, our, the human being, you know, what we are, what we're made out of. A lot of things, there are a lot of things that we really don't know about ourselves. Uh, people are continuously studying the human being from the spiritual perspective um, to try to understand and decode how the human being functions, what is the soul, what are these faculties that we have been given, what is life in, in, in really in its truest essence. Uh, and obviously a lot of these questions come up. And one of the things we see within Islamic teachings is that this concept of knowledge of the self becomes very important. We have traditions that tell us when we know ourselves, we'll know our Lord. We are also, you know, we see in the traditions that it is important to know and understand the religion because it will, be make, it, will make it easier to follow and practice and fulfill our obligations. So with that said, let us look at the tradition for today and delve into the understanding that the commander of the faithful wishes to share with us in terms of this source and what is the source of um, you know, many of the troubles and maladies that we see in the world today. The commander of the faithful has been quoted as saying the following statement. The ascetic one in the life of the transient world is one who the more they become acquainted with the true essence of the material world, they distance themselves away from it more. Without a doubt, we all know for a fact that none of us can live forever. Even though science is engaged in ways to you know, uh, give us a greater longevity of life, people live much longer today than they did maybe 25 or 50 years ago. And scientists may want to try and bring about processes where we could freeze the body and bring a person back at another time in the future. Ultimately, we believe as Muslims that every single soul will taste of death, whether you die at 100 or 200, or even if science can let us live for 500 years, eventually this body will break down and it will no longer function. This is a rule that God has put into place, that God is the only entity which will survive everything else, angels, prophets, messengers, everybody and everything in existence will eventually perish. With this thought in mind, we have to ask ourselves, why do people want and push themselves to you know, get more, to be greedy and to, to step on others to get what they want? If we were to understand the world of this, the life of this world rather, and to realize that our lives are finite, we will die one day, and when we are buried in the grave, we will go with nothing except a, you know, some clothing on our body. And that is the way that the rich and poor will all be buried. 
then we should realize that this world is not worth it to fight and kill and argue and to stress over as much as we probably do in our day-to-day lives. Unfortunately, many times one of the reasons why we tend to become greedy or, or you know, we have people who become workaholics who are just looking to make more and more money and to you know, build up our empires is because we don't have the true knowledge of this world and the world to come. You know, the scholars quote this story, uh, the scholars of ethics and morality uh, quote the story of a man who, and maybe it's a true story, maybe it's just a, you know, a, a, a story concocted, but to prove a point, that one time one of the individuals living within a particular town or city, uh, within a country, he wanted to see what it was like to be the king for a day. You know, what does a king do for the whole day? Um, and so because he had a relationship with the elite of that society and he had access to the governors and to the rulers and eventually to the actual king, he went to him and he said, you know, I want to live the life of a king for a day. I want to see what it feels like to be in charge of the entire kingdom and domain that you have in your authority. Would you allow me to sit on the throne and just govern for a day? And the king Um, being a very generous individual and also very intelligent, he wanted to prove a point to this individual um, and obviously for us to learn a lesson. And so he accepted this man's proposal, this man's request, and he says, whatever, you know, tomorrow or the next day come and you will be in charge of the entire domain that I have authority over for the entire day. There's your throne. You will get to govern and rule as you see fit. And so the man and come, he comes to the, the, the palace on the day that he's asked to be there. He's, sat, he's uh, sat onto the throne. He's given a seat on the throne. He's put, uh, you know, he's given all the clothing and all the robes of, of, of power and authority that he, would, he, he should be having as the king. So as the man is sitting on the throne and thinking, well, this is a very easy job. I don't have to do much. I just sit around all day and order people to do things. The assistant walks in and he's carrying a tray. On the tray is the crown for the king to wear. But it's not an ordinary crown with diamonds and jewels and pearls. It's got thorns on it. It's got spikes on it. It's looking to be a very dangerous thing to put on the head, this crown. And this man who is king for the day, he looks at the assistant and he says, What is this? And he says, This is your crown. But it's a very unique crown. And obviously the man looking at it sees that it's full of spikes and thorns. It's going to be a painful thing to wear on the head. Uh, And as it's being put onto him, as he's being crowned as the king for the day, and he begins to feel the prickling and the pain of wearing this, and the weight of it because it's also very heavy, he basically wants to give up this authority. But he's told, no, you wanted this for the day, now you need to deal with it, authority for the day. And basically from this story, we understand that it's not always easy when you look at other people's lives. You know, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Yes, the man was king for the, you know, the, that individual, the other one who was the actual ruler was the king, but it wasn't a very easy job. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of difficulties. And had this individual who was allowed to play the king for a day, had he known the realities of that particular role that, would, you know, that the king has, he probably would not have wanted it. And obviously at the end of the day, he gave back that crown and he went back to his normal you know, day-to-day life as a farmer or whatever he was. Moral of the story for you and I is that the more we know about the transient world, our limited time in it, the more we know about the world to come and our perpetual life forever in that world, 
The more we understand these two, we will realize that yes, we live in this world, we have to work, we have to earn an income, that's not a problem. But we don't let that become the, me, the, the goal of our life. That becomes a means to build the world to come. And when we look at it in that way, we hopefully would be able to regulate our lives and to actually prioritize the most important things that are important to us, which ideally should be God, should be religion, and obviously our family, and our obviously the religion and the aspects of the acts of worship that we have which fall into those categories. So as we conclude, if we truly understand the meaning of asceticism, of zuhud, of being a zahid in this world, which is not that we cut ourselves off and become aloof, but that we uh, work in this world, but for the world to come. If we're able to understand this relationship and to uh, live our lives accordingly, then we will see that we will be better human beings, we will be happier ultimately, and that we will actually be able to build a family, a community, and a society that would be gravitating towards what is best for everybody in this, in this society that we live in. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.